Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 256 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. And in this episode, folks, we will take a question from a listener who can't seem to quiet her mind. In her question, she describes the power she feels she's losing over her racing thoughts in spite of whatever she tries. Well, this is a tough spot to be in. It is a spot in which it's easy to feel hopeless, but it's also a spot in which it's easy to become too aggressive with our thoughts, and we really don't want that either. So let's hear what she has to say and try to rebuild the relationship she has with her thoughts. Here's her question. My mind just races. I desperately want to keep it quiet and think less about everything, but no matter what I try, it never works. I once thought this was helpful, but I see now that it isn't. Is this one of those things that I should just accept about myself? Or do you have tips you can offer about how to stop this? I'm feeling very lost, and thoughts are building up more than ever. Everyone just keeps submitting questions that I really need to answer for myself first. (laughs) I hope there's a sense of camaraderie in the fact that I'm going through so much of this stuff with you guys. Ah, shucks. Okay, good question, Asker. Let's see if we can break this thing down and work on it together. So, first and foremost, it's a very big and very common question to ask of oneself, is it healthier to accept this or change this? Though asking oneself this question is a sign of some unrest, it's also a very important question to be asking in order to resolve this unrest. And what I'll say to this is that sometimes change is good, but only if it comes after acceptance, because acceptance is always the foundation from which to work. Yes, I recommend trying to accept your overthinking and anything else about yourself that may seem less than desirable, because it isn't until doing so that you can stand a good shot at initiating healthy, patient change, rather than trying to fight or shame yourself into change. That never really happens without resulting in bumps and bruises, many of which end up feeling worse than where you were at in the beginning. So you mentioned having tried a lot of things and none of them working. But if you're asking me if you should accept your overthinking, that means that you haven't yet. And based on that little formula I just listed, if if you haven't yet accepted it, then you're jumping right into the tips and tricks to change without first retreating your thoughts. And maybe returning to some of what you've tried previously can work, but with a layer of acceptance underneath it. So let's spend today retreating your thoughts rather than jumping right into strategies. The first thing I would advise you to look at differently is this notion of once thinking that your thoughts were helpful, but now seeing that they aren't. So for my money, your excessive thinking is not something that was once useful and now isn't. Nor is it something that was never useful or something that is always useful. It's more about the quality of your thoughts than the quantity and separating good quality from bad quality is really important. So let's uh, let's turn to a scenario to paint this picture. So say, say you had a terrible fight 
in which you accused your boyfriend of cheating on you. And the next day, he ended the relationship. And lately, you've been recycling four thoughts about this. Thought number one, does that mean he was cheating on me since he broke up with me? Thought number two, I can't believe he left me after something so stupid. Thought number three, did I lose the love of my life? And thought number four, did I give him a chance to say his side, or did I just scream over him? Now, the first three thoughts are unnecessary excessive thoughts, whereas the fourth thought is actually worth repeating. The first three thoughts serve no active purpose. The first thought is speculation about something that is no longer an issue and can't be changed. The second thought is making him out to be stupid, which is really just a vehicle for your ego to feel as though it has the high ground. The third thought is similar to the first in that it's unanswerable, but it's really just laced in fear and self-pity. And the fourth thought, however, that, that's the only one of the four that may offer some new insight. You see, in that fourth thought, you're breaking things down, and you're considering how you could have done better or how someone else was feeling, and ultimately putting yourself in a position to come to some conclusions about how you could do better and better your approach next time. A thought like this has a much longer shelf life in terms of its importance and purpose. So therefore, it's worth hanging on to, more worth hanging on to than the others. So if you find yourself in a sea of excessive thoughts, it's hard to avoid that. But what you can do is make this reflection a choice by checking in with your thoughts and asking yourself what you could possibly gain from each one. You can think about that breakup all you want. It'll be hard not to. But can you consciously shift your thoughts into thoughts that could help you make some meaningful changes? Can you catch yourself having thoughts one through three, and rather than scolding yourself for thinking about the breakup again, simply shift those thoughts into thoughts that are more like the fourth one? In this way, the goal doesn't have to be to think less, but to think right and to think efficiently. Try to readjust your thoughts like this so they have clear objectives. Because the more time you spend with thoughts that are not productive, the less time you keep for thoughts that could have real genuine influence. And in addition to asking yourself what you can gain from your thoughts, it might also be worth it to ask yourself what you seek to gain from the subjects of your thoughts. What do you want from those scenarios? How would you have wanted them to turn out better? And why might these needs be coming to a heed now, since you said your thoughts are all building up more than ever? If we go back to our breakup example, the person who is broken up with may spend all this time thinking because they're afraid to be alone, or they're afraid they have no one they can trust, or they're afraid they have poor relationship skills. So if we can get to what our thoughts symbolize or represent at a deeper level, they take on a new meaning. And once we have that perspective, we can either reorganize those thoughts to be more productive, or we can seek ways to fill those needs in other areas of life. Someone who's afraid to be alone can start to practice being alone and finding ways to make it valuable time spent. Someone who is afraid they have no one they can trust can start to reconnect with family and friends, or they can go to a support group or a therapist. Someone who is afraid they have poor relationship skills can start listening to Optimal Relationships Daily. All of this, all these options, instead of excessive thinking. 
Thanks again to the Asker for sending this in. Uh, As you can maybe imagine, Asker, the answers to some of these questions can really dig deep. And for that reason, I might recommend the help of a therapist if you're having a hard time truly understanding what motives lie beneath your thoughts or what you could better extract from your thoughts. Unfortunately, these types of things can be very complicated for us to understand on our own, uh, as so much of what we keep in our lives serves as just messengers for something deeply ingrained. But this is important nonetheless, especially for a busy mind. So, best of luck to you, Asker, and anyone else who may be in a similar place. That does it for now, though, everybody. Thanks so much for being here, and do be sure to tune in next time where we will look to help out another listener. I'll see you then.